Good morning, Brad. How are you over there in WA, Western Australia? Morning, Ali. I'm doing fantastic. How are you over on the Sunshine Coast? Um, everything's still great over here. Enjoying our summer. It's really great. Thanks. Excellent. So today I wanted to talk a bit about a topic that's important for a lot of people and that's earning money. So what's, what's a common question that you get asked by your clients? Well, that's an easy one, actually. I get asked by a lot of my clients who are parents raising teenagers, how do, how do my teens earn more money or earn income in the first place? Well, the quality of life is based on the questions you ask, but my one line answer is a four letter word, work. It's work, as simple as that. You need to work. Now, I'm not gonna give all the answers today, but rather I'd love to give quality questions. So for work, I'm gonna use the acronym. W stands for what? What do they love and enjoy? So these questions I want the parents to ask their kids or the teens to ask themselves. What do they love and enjoy? What are they good at? Where are their strengths? The one I really love is what are their natural talents? What are their gifts? Because when they, when they hone in on your strengths and something that they're innately interested in, it brings out the best in them and they'll want to learn more about whatever that is. So there's other questions too that like, for example, I'm talking to teens now and they're at that ripe old age, they're ripe at that age during the school holidays where they are at a perfect age to work during the holidays at age 14, 14 and a half. So why? What's their why? What's their reason to actually step outside their comfort zone and try new things, learn new things? So it's why, what's the reason? Are they saving up for their first car? Or they want to buy an iPhone? And this goes deeper too. Parents have a why too. We need to pay our home loans off or buy a car. Do you know what I mean? So the why is very important. Who? Who do you want to help? Who do you want to work for? What businesses out there would you love to learn more from? Because as we've talked about in previous podcasts, there's masters in their field. So if you've got an interest and whatever that interest is, like whether it's surfing and photography, planet earth and and learning from about nature or animals hair and beauty there's just it's just phenomenal choose those people and where where can you access these people is it in your community is it online so the w stands for questions ask quality questions and just find out what comes up and encourage those conversations so that's what do you think about that so it seems like in a sense, there's two whys. There's the kind of self-centered why, which is what do you want to do with the money? And then there's the uh, why do you want to work for a particular company? What's your reason? What's your drive that motivates you about a particular company, particular industry, or a particular uh, employer, maybe that you have a, an existing relationship with a family friend or something that you think you could learn a lot from. So there's, there's kind of two whys in a sense. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's true too. And the why can go deeper. It's like, what, what skills can I learn? Hmm. Just by working in a cafe, in a busy cafe in my busy town of Noosa Heads, which um, I'd love to share a story uh, later on when uh, a young teen steps out his com- of his comfort zone and upskilled himself so he can work in a busy cafe. Uh, so it's like, what, what skills, what do I want to learn? So even just communication with customer service and colleagues and the people that you work with, dealing with money and transactions, it, the skills are enormous. So you also ask the questions, what, what do I want to learn? What's going to help me move forward in this world? So it's stepping stones to, to do other things. 
but I've, I know that with the, the parents that they're struggling with getting their teens just to step outside their comfort zone in the first place. So my O in the work stands for be open to step outside your comfort zone and learn new things. Try new things. Be open to see opportunities. So it's just this openness to learn. We want our kids to have a growth mindset. So this, um, an example, I'd love to use this story of this lovely young teen who's 14 and a half years old. His name's Oscar. He's a, fam a family friend. And he goes to the coffee shop in our busy Noosa, Noosa Heads here and with his dad. And his dad goes to the same cafe. And then Oscar says to his dad, I want to learn how to, to pour coffees. I want to get my Brewster ticket because I want to get a job here. And this young boy had gone in with his dad to this cafe and he was always polite and well-mannered. And now he upskilled before the school holiday started. He got his Brewster ticket and he just planted the seed and asked, would there be any work? And he got a job and he's working in this busy little town that's going nuts at the moment because we're in peak summer and he's got a job. And I think that's quite admirable. Now, he would have been scared, wouldn't it? Wouldn't have he? He would have. He would have had to step outside his comfort zone and he asked quality questions like, what do I need to get a job here, which was a, to learn how to pour a coffee. And then that's just one simple step that he's moving forward to earn income. And now the platform, which I love it, that life is a platform for learning. He's getting paid to learn. That's, that's the attitude that I want these young people to have. We're getting, the, we're getting paid to learn new things, new skills. Absolutely. And just tie something that you really care about or you're interested in or you're good at. And that sometimes is not easy. They want to find out what they're good at and what they like. If they find out they, they hate hospitality, they don't like it, well, that's a good thing too. It's great to know what you don't like. So what I want to encourage is to step outside your comfort zone, be open to learning new things and upskill. And he's learning uh, interpersonal skills, customer service skills. Where's that going to take him on his journey in the next steps? It's, yeah. it's a stepping stone to the future, wherever that goes. Yep, bigger and better things. And R in work is ready. Be ready and willing and able. Get ready to commit, to make the decision, to put yourself out there. Dress your best or dress appropriately for whatever job that you're in. We talk about resumes or what have you, but like get your live pitch deck going. Your, your what do you call it? Your... Um, Start to see. Deck, that's right. Or your crash deck, profile. Exactly. Yep. Crash profile. Exactly. So yeah, get ready and able and willing to, to get out there and just do it. Just have a go. Like that's a great, that's a real Aussie saying, have a go. Like just have a go and see, yeah, and it's okay to feel nervous and scared. And I'm just finding that a lot lately that uh, these young ones that uh, we really need to just encourage them to, to make the next move. All right. And so what is K in the work acronym? K stands for keen. I know it's a very easy word. It's K-double-E-N. And keen means enthusiastic and eager. Because when you're enthusiastic, I believe that, come, that emotion comes from within spirit. And it just show, it raises your vibration. And when you're enthusiastic, it turns into excitement and you love and enjoy something. Even just learning new things, that's how we grow. And that feeds our soul and that's fulfillment so it's very important that we have a great attitude you know it's that attitude of gratitude so i know that that nerves if we if we actually in our mind just switch the flick switch the 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 term of being nervous and to say that's excitement enthusiasm we will be the kids will be more willing to learn new things 
and they're getting paid to do it while while they're learning new things. So keen, it's it's enthusiasm because that when you're good at something, you enjoy it, something you're you're learning great a, a greater amount of things, and also that's where you would want to go and continue to do a job. And when that enthusiasm stops and you're not learning it, you come to almost like a standstill, that might be the time to move forward on another stepping stone. Because our young millennials, Brad, they'll be, they're typically, they chop and change. They learn, they grow, they move on. And this, I think, is going to be a common thing with our millennials. So from an employer perspective, from a business perspective, it's up to us to feed those millennials new challenges where they're going to grow and we support and challenge, support, challenge so that they keep growing in that job. And that's a way we hold on to them longer. But they're very into upskilling in different things and offering certificates. And, you know, some people value certificates, some people don't. But just keep giving them new things and expanding expanding them so they keep growing and then you'll get them to stay longer. And if, if it happens where they, you know, they really don't like that, just move forward. Just move forward and try another, try another experience. That sounds good. So on the practical front, how can our kids start getting jobs and start working and start and just break into it, uh, whether they're 14 or 18 or anywhere in that teenage range? What would you say to a parent who is asking questions like that? Yeah, well, that's a great question. So I look at the two sides, you know, we're working for someone else and when they're young and sometimes they're young and they're actually not old enough to go out in the workforce. Because I'll tell you that there's some really keen kids out there that are so eager to get out there and earn some income, which I think is fantastic. If they can't get a job in the, their community or online or what have you. Oh, and by the way, there's online, there's ways to earn money online by answering surveys and kids and teenagers are a prime niche target where they want their answers because they're a very a huge demographic there and they get sold to a lot. So there's answering surveys. That's just number one thing. Be really open to jumping on and knowing that there's money to be made online just by simply, you know, them committing and sitting down with their time. Also that uh, look at life as a platform for learning lessons. So if there's a family that's got a business, you can employ your kids from a very young age. I know it's, it's pretty much common knowledge for all those people that know me. We've had our three kids working within our business, which is ePlants, from a very young age, choosing to do the jobs that they enjoy or the jobs that they might have to do because life's a balance of the things that you love and the things that you might have to do, in, whether it's your own business or working for someone else. Very important point there. And then we, um, when we started our kids when they were young, we actually chose to put them on a piece rate so that they learned that when they're more efficient and more productive, they get more reward. And that is how the world works, isn't it? You've got to get results. So it's just um, teaching them that from a young age. Actually, that is what the one thing I want to um, share with the parents. Just start them young. Don't hold off because I think that it is actually harder to teach a teenager work ethic and to get out there in the workforce when they've Definitely. been not, yeah, not to be disrespectful, but wrapped in cotton wool and not made to do or not encouraged to do things around the house, like contribute to the family home, contribute to the daily chores around the house. You want them to participate and contribute and it, and it raises their self-worth. It teaches them skills. And when they go working on their first job, they already know how to do a lot of stuff. If they're a, a dish pig out the back or washing dishes, which is where I started and stuff like that. So, you know, and it's not concentrating on the, the dollar value necessarily. It's um, if, if we if we still in our kids, we don't want them to think it's like, oh, I only get such and such an hour. That's that's nonsense. It's like at school, at private school, parents have to pay for their child's education. 
But when our kids go into the workforce, they're actually learning skills on the job and they're getting paid for it. So I think that is a, just a, a mind shift for some of those who might think an apprenticeship, for example, is pathetic money. The business is taking quality time and it's expensive to train. So apprenticeships, I'm all for them because it gives the business, the entrepreneur, a little bit of a head start and an incentive to actually put our youth on in the first place. I just encourage it like 150%. And look at how much money apprentices make after their apprenticeship. Compare that to most university graduates and apprenticeship starts to look very attractive. That's right. It sure does. Yeah. It's stepping stones. It's baby steps. And it's now what else? The uh, long term rather than the short term thinking too, like thinking about what you're going to make in a few years time versus what you're going to make for the next couple of years. uh, That's important too. Sure is important because that's that vision and thinking long term, not short term. That's another trait of the financially successful people. They think long term. Great point there, Brad. The other thing too is so getting back to the business, I remember that. our busy Saturdays in the nursery were, was our busiest day. And I used to wash cars as a kid. And back in the day, it was like, I think we got 20 cents or 50 cents a car, which is like showing my age, but that's, you know, inflation, isn't it? So basically my son, you know, you share stories within your home and I encourage parents to do that. Share the stories of how they made money. You know, they did the paper run. Look at life as a platform for learning and earning. So look at your neighborhood, look in, within your family business. Where could your kids just do some lawn mowing? the paper runner if, if, if that still exists today I'm not sure but so my son Sam he ended up a car, car washing business and it turned in and he was only very young I'm trying to remember he was about 12 years old and he created a sign my brother was a sign writer so he had Sam's car washing business he had a fleet of cars they would line up and get in line for the for the car washing while they shopped in the nursery and in the day it was pretty good times it was quite busy and it turned into a very lucrative and the atmosphere the the vibe in the place was just incredible and then he got regular customers and I remember this regular guy he came in in a Bentley or a big gigantic BMW it was quite a big car he started adding value he started adding he said if you do my car if you do my wheels it's five dollars a wheel and he just kept adding value and his twenty dollar car wash turned into a a, like a thirty five dollar car wash or a fifty dollar car wash and they actually got a job offer where they were offered to to wash cars regularly, a weekly basis for a fleet of company cars in town. So that's just an example of how you can put yourself out there and an opportunity will come. They didn't take up on that opportunity, um, to be honest with you. They didn't do the company cars, but they just continued in, in within the nursery. And then the neighbours came down and they wanted a piece of the action because it was a great vibe and it was just so cool. And they counted their money and they paid out their wages. So look at that just as one example. You know, the world is seriously your oyster. Let's plant that seed into the kid's mind because I believe with my experience that there's always work for those who are who are looking, who are persistent. So there you go. That's another word, persistent. Just keep persisting. Well, that totally kills the idea that, uh, you know, there's no jobs or it's too hard. It's really uh, pay attention, look at opportunities, look for opportunities in your environment and uh, think creatively, I guess, is a major part of it too. Because um, attaching a car washing business to a nursery, that's not something that's going to occur to a lot of people immediately. But if you uh, think outside the box, then, well, yeah, why not? You've got plenty of space to, to wash cars. Um, it it kind of makes sense when you think about it. Absolutely. It's think outside, think outside the box. 
step outside your comfort zone, be creative. And there's no better time in our history than right now to create a business around what it is that you love. Now, imagine that the kids spend a lot of time on social media, in particular, Instagram and Snapchat. Imagine if they put a percentage of that time into, if they're into music and the arts. I mean, I know there's artists out there and there's platforms to sell artwork. I, I could put that in the notes if um, anyone wants to question. We, were, we want to encourage some questions here. So there's two platforms where you can sell your art. There's artists out there. My daughter's one of them. The pieces behind me are, are painted by my daughter. There are musical apps and SoundCloud, and you can just get the kids to just experiment. Like even what we're doing now, having conversations, sharing ideas and, and, and wisdom and, and stories, because someone will connect to a story and then they will relate it to their own life and go, what can I do? So there's no excuse. So Instagram, there's a beauty, my, my, my niece, my gorgeous niece loves hair and beauty. She started an Instagram page where she was teaching people how to put makeup on and do their hair and braid and everything. And you know what happened there? It was like a pitch deck in the end because when she looked for an apprenticeship in hairdressing, guess where her resume was? Her Instagram page, her Instagram platform because she had all the braids that she'd done and there was another page on all her makeup and, and it was just beautiful how someone so young could put themselves out there. I was just so inspired by that. And there is no shortage of ideas. Be innovative and creative, like you said, Brad. Now, my favourite success story on Instagram is that dog. It's a Shibu Inu, the Japanese dog. He is a menswear designer model. Like he, he is a model, a dog, for menswear, designer menswear clothing. Highly successful. That the owners of the dog who just, just started to dress their dog up and take photos both of them, their, their business is so successful that both the owners of that dog resigned from their full-time jobs and that's what they do full-time. Wow. I mean, so don't give it to me that, you know, there's not enough, you know, everything's done and there's just new problems generating in this world every day. So get creative and find solutions and, and use those natural talents and, and expand and upskill on those talents. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel either. You can see a successful uh, business or startup that someone else is doing. And you can do the same thing. You don't copy or plagiarize, of course. You put your own spin on it where you can. But yep. you see what other successful people are doing and ask yourself, can I do that? And if so, can I perhaps improve on it? And how would I improve on it? And then do that. Um, and yep. you, don't need to, you don't need to pick a, a difficult thing. It can be something at the simpler end, like car wash, gardening, um, you know, manual physical things. Yeah, because go with what you love because there's physical people out there. They just love to be physical and work really hard and people love gardens or landscaping or pruning trees. And, you know, look at those talents. Um, if we can give a, little, a few examples of what natural talents might be, like we know for a fact we know people who, who know someone that's got the gift of the gap. That could be a natural talent. And then there's those people on the other side who are extremely good listeners and empathetic and compassionate. Imagine that career and profession and businesses they can create around that gift that they have if they can, you know, hone in on the, hone in on the gift and upskill and learn how to craft their natural talents. Mm -hmm. Look, I mean, I know uh, a four times world champion kite surfer, stand-up paddler, Kiahi Diaboitz, I never pronounce his last name. He was, he's grown up in Noosa Heads. His parents were both Hawaiian. He did two hours before he went to school. His parents would, one of the parents would take him down to the beach and he would have two hours in the water before going to school. And over time, he would start competing in competitions to surf, 
surfboard competitions, longboard competitions, um, choosing, hanging out with those who inspired him. You are who you hang out with most of the time. You're the average of your five best friends. So he set himself up in an environment where he was learning and growing for his passion for the ocean. And I think his natural talents, when you look back, were, were in the water. So stand up paddling, kiting, surfing, longboard. So I'm just using this as an example that everyone has a passion and, and they've got a natural, they've got natural abilities that they've been gifted with. I think the answer really is to find out and, and don't be too humble to admit what your natural talents are and, and grow those. Because if you can wrap a business around that or a profession or a career around your natural talents, you're going to have more eagerness to learn more about that than from the masters. And that's where it won't be like work. Because the other thing, talking about our four-letter word work, I don't want our millennials to be afraid of that word because you're meant to love and enjoy your work. My favourite quote of all time is the Chinese proverb, find a job you love and enjoy and you never work a day in your life. Very true. I, I just think that's very powerful. And, and that is the seed that I want to plant with our millennials, our parents. Just keep, it should be exciting to learn new things and try new things and work out what you don't like and what you love and what you might like, you know. So we just can't model coddle our millennials. Bloody give them a kick up the bum and encourage them to step outside the comfort zone and start learning new things. And at the same time, it's true that, yeah, perhaps not everybody can be a world-class surfer, but think about the things that, someone who is passionate about that will be interested in probably the environment and beach and ocean cleanup, perhaps maybe filming for surfing events. They can get into a photographer role. Um, there's, there's lots of different things kind of in that space and, you know, promoting events perhaps related to surfing and working on the marketing side of things, uh, selling surfing equipment, there's, there's a lot in the space if you take the time to stop and think about it. And there's a lot of uh, skill and expertise around the equipment and uh, techniques even. So like amateur surf coaching, there's, there's so many ideas for potential ways to monetize and uh, turn that into a business if you're not able to complete at a world-class level. That's right. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was what I wanted to bring up too. Yeah, like the surf schools. I've got uh, at least two groups of friends that I know love surf and they've created surf schools. One's in Torquay, Victoria, because I grew up on a beach town side of Torquay and the other one's in Noosa Heads. So, And these guys, both of them, they love the outdoors, they love the ocean, they love surfing. So that's exactly right. I've got uh, my, my son who's in his early 20s. One of his friends loves surfing and photography. He, travel, he travels the world or has done in our past Two, actually, my, my, my both sons who uh, for, have got two friends that have made a career, a career out of filming surfing. My uh, brother's stepson is a underwater wave photographer hmm. in Torquay, Victoria. Gets fully equipped out in his, in his weddies and does, like, awesome, amazing shots. And he sells his photography in frames. So that is exactly right. We're not, we're not all going to be a Tiger Woods or a Roger Federer or a Kiahi Diaboitz. We don't, we don't have to be a world-class, you know, athlete or sportsman or musician or artist. But wouldn't it be great if you got up in the morning and loved your job so much that you loved it that much that you'd be willing to do it for free, but you got so good at it that someone would be willing to pay for it. I think that that is a really great like message, I want that to be a, a, like a shift in mindset that we should love 
what we do. I'd say I that's, that's a better definition of success rather than, you know, making a lot of money, having a lot of fame or a lot of status. It's exactly what you described there that I would say is a, a perfect and ideal definition of success. Yeah. And you just, you know, slot in that meaning of, you know, having a, a meaning while you do something like for a surf photographer, like a wave, a wave photographer, just that one example, he's brightened up someone's home. It could be a, an amazing shot of someone's actually surfing, but it's more wave thing. So there's always meaning around what you do too. So if you combine what it is that you love and enjoy and, and you do that and you've got some meaning there as well, like I think that is fulfillment. So it is not about the money. It took me a lifetime. It's taken me nearly all my life to realise that. Don't chase the money. You know, start with your natural talents and what you love and enjoy and your strengths, like hone in on your strengths, not your weaknesses. I think that's, a, you know, that's, that's not always good. Yeah, uh, a lot of people in the career development space, they make a point of see what your strengths are. Sorry, bump my microphone. See what your strengths are and um, improve on those rather than spending time fixing up your weaknesses too much obviously if something's a weakness and it's a problem you got to focus on it but if it's a weakness doesn't automatically mean you need to bring it up in to the same proficiency as your strengths because uh the what's going to help you in your career is actually just increasing that gap of your strengths where they are now versus where they are at the end of the year and the end of the year after and so on yeah, that's right. Imagine how different the world would be that, you know, because statistics tell us that, you know, there's 50% of the global population that proclaim that they hate what they do and 25% of that population don't do anything about it. They choose not to do anything about it. So you imagine that work occupies, takes up a large chunk of the lifetime pie. That's a lot of dissatisfied, unhappy people in our world. But the 50% of the global population, they're loving what they do. And I mean, I just love, there's just so many quotes. Just look up Steve Jobs, you know, it's, um, it, it, it's really the key. Like choose, uh, Will Smith says, like, there's no, there's no room for plan B because it distracts from plan A. Find out, like, why not just choose what you want to do in life and put your heart and soul into doing that and be the best at it that you can be and you enjoy it and you can't enjoy everything. There's no way you can enjoy every part of your work. That is just realism. So, like, wouldn't that wouldn't our world be a different place, you know, because there would be less addiction and drugs and anxiety and suicides and all that. I mean, we, we're here to enjoy life and it comes from within. So, I mean, I'm just really hoping that I've, I've got that message loud and clear that uh, I think that's imperative that our kids, and, and if it's even in the home, the family home, and your children could be as young as little kids, toddlers, young eight, nine, ten-year-olds, Feed them the house chores that they enjoy. As a kid, I loved mowing the lawns. I was in the garden with my, with my dad. And it's no coincidence. Of, you know, it, it stems from that. It's like just if, if you gave them, said, look, I just want you to write a list of the things that you could do to help the family out in the family home, see what comes up. And some jobs will be not paid for because it's about contribution and 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 just being a member and belonging to your family home. I, like we don't get, my kids don't get paid for everything. They, they have chores to do. It's helping the family home, the family unit. And remembering that life is a platform for lessons. Imagine what they're learning. It's incredible. Started as young as possible. We touched on this in another podcast. And then look at the paid jobs and, and get them to ask questions. How long will it take? What do you reckon it's worth? Because it sort of brings out these entrepreneurial traits as well. 
It's like, choose a job, tell me how long it's going to take and how much is it going to be worth? And it sort of empowers your kids to make decisions and it creates conversations and communication and it's really cool. So I didn't give my kids 10 bucks a week allowance. They worked for it and the more they did, the more they got. That's how the world works. And, you know, when you, when you actually practice that within your family, when they work for someone else, I say to my kids, try to become an asset to the business that you're working for. When you're not there, when you take a, when you take a day off, let's make sure they're missing you when you're not there. That's how much you're doing, adding value to the business. Because that's what it is. It's not, a, it's not about me, the employee. It's about how much can I contribute to the business so that I can learn new things, earn some money. You have your reasons why to earn money. Look, honestly, it's a fact of life. We need money. That's just another topic for another day. But look, you know, parents, get creative. Let the parents get creative and innovative as well. Let them step outside their comfort zone and start maybe bossing their kids around a little bit, putting maybe a little bit of pressure on them too. Come on, guys, get out there. It's going to be fine. Yeah, pressure with love is uh, very different to pressure not with love. So, Ali, what would you say is your key takeaway for today? Okay, so with my work acronym, it's, you know, the quality of questions. It's the quality of questions that you ask. We've gone through those, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, your natural talents. Be open to learn new things. Step outside your comfort zone. Be open to see opportunities. Be ready, willing, and able. Just be ready to commit and start earning. Be keen and eager. Because enthusiasm comes from within. and You'll learn and grow more things. My key takeaway is the world is your oyster. I want that to be a message today. There is no shortage of creative ideas. There's no shortage of money. There's been no better time than now. There's been no more money circulating in our world economy than right now. So let's forget about those damn excuses because there's always work for those who are looking and those who persist. So that's my takeaway. Awesome. What about you, Brad? I'd have to say, really, it's get to work and overcomplicate that as much as you like because at the end of the day, it all comes back to doing the work. You do the work, you get paid, and that's how you can start earning. Yeah, absolutely. That's just put very simply. Well done, Brad. Enjoy today. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Bye for now.